The priest struck the gong. The sound reverberated off the temple's vaulted domes, splendid with brightly coloured carvings. The solitary note echoed back and forth, diminishing to a remembered tone, a ghost of sound. Mara knelt, the cold stones of the temple floor draining the warmth from her. She shivered, though not from chill, then glanced slightly to the left, where another initiate knelt in a pose identical to her own, duplicating Mara's movements as she lifted the white head covering of a novice of the Order of Lashima, goddess of the inner light. Awkwardly posed with the linen draped like a tent above her head, Mara impatiently awaited the moment when the headdress could be lowered and tied. She had barely lifted the cloth, and already the thing dragged at her arms like stone weights. The gong sounded again. Reminded of the goddess's eternal presence, Mara inwardly winced at her irreverent thoughts. Now, of all times, her attention must not stray. Silently she begged the goddess's forgiveness, pleading nerves, fatigue and excitement, combined with apprehension. Mara prayed to the lady to guide her to the inner peace she so fervently desired. The gong chimed again, the third ring of twenty-two. Twenty for the gods, one for the light of heaven, and one for the imperfect children who now waited to join in the service of the goddess of wisdom of the upper heaven. At seventeen years of age, Mara prepared to renounce the temporal world, like the girl at her side, who, in another nineteen chimings of the gong, would be counted her sister, though they had met only two weeks before. Mara considered her sister to be. Ura was a foul-tempered girl from a clanless but wealthy family in Lash province, while Mara was from an ancient and powerful family, the Akoma. Ura's admission to the temple was a public demonstration of family piety, ordered by her uncle, the self-styled family lord, who sought admission into any clan that would take his family. Mara had come close to defying her father to join the order. When the girls had exchanged histories at their first meeting, Ura had been incredulous, then almost angry, that the daughter of a powerful lord should take eternal shelter behind the walls of the order. Mara's heritage meant clan position, powerful allies, an array of well-positioned suitors, and an assured good marriage to a son of another powerful house. Her own sacrifice, as Ura called it, was made so that later generations of girls in her family would have those things Mara chose to renounce. Not for the first time, Mara wondered if Ura would make a good sister of the order. Then again, not for the first time, Mara questioned her own worthiness for the sisterhood. The gong sounded, deep and rich. Mara closed her eyes a moment, begging for guidance and comfort. Why was she still plagued with doubts? After eighteen more chimes, family, friends, and the familiar would be forever lost. All her past life would be put behind, from earliest child's play to a noble daughter's concern over her family's role within the game of the council, that never-ending struggle for dominance which ordered all Tsurani life.
Ura would become her sister, no matter the differences in their heritage, for within the order of Lashima, none recognized personal honor or family name. There would remain only service to the goddess through chastity and obedience. The gong rang again, the fifth stroke. Mara peeked up at the altar atop the dais. Framed beneath carved arches, six priests and priestesses knelt before the statue of Lashima, her countenance unveiled for the initiation. Dawn shone through the lancet windows high in the domes, the palest glow reaching like fingers through the half-dark temple. The touch of sunrise seemed to caress the goddess, softening the jewel-like ceremonial candles that surrounded her. How friendly the lady looked in morning's blush, Mara thought. The lady of wisdom gazed down with...